0: night story, The Embassy. Out of the infinitude of stars and planets in the solar system and other systems in the universe, it is almost mathematically certain that other forms of life exist on other worlds. Someday, in the future, in a thousand years, or in the next 25 minutes, Daring travelers through space will make contact with the inhabitants of another world. But the question is, will we contact them first? Or will they contact us? A private detective agency in downtown New York.
1: Mr. Grafius, Mr. Broderick will see you. Well, what can I do for you?
2: My name is Grafius, Grafius of Springfield. I would like your assistance in helping me locate a Martian embassy. Would you say that again very slowly? I came to New York to locate the Martian embassy. I assume you were joking. On the contrary. I am completely serious. As it happens, I am interested only in Martians at the moment. I see. Okay, shoot. Wait. it occurred to me in the course of my studies... That we, Earth people, cannot possibly be the only intelligent form of life in the universe. Since Mars is older geologically, and since it is also an atmospheric planet, its evolutionary history could easily be similar to ours. Do you follow me? Well, so far I can't say no. If this is true, then they must have been watching us observing us for hundreds, possibly thousands of years. They also know we are a militaristic, warlike race. We might conceivably set out to conquer and occupy Mars someday. In which case, they would try to get a jump on us. Ah, precisely, Mr. Broderick. Now, if you were planning to attack an unknown nation, what would be your first move, Mr. Broderick? Well, intelligence, find out what the odds are. Oh, you have a very logical mind, sir. You would send agents to scout the nerve centers of earthly civilization and advancement. Not Kansas City or equatorial Africa, my dear sir. But here, in New York, the most technically advanced spot on the earth. And you want me to help you prove this theory of yours?
3: Precisely.
2: The expense doesn't interest
3: me. Well, now, this may take a long, long time, Mr. Gravius. After all, nobody has ever seen the
2: Martians. I assure you they will be very ordinary appearing people. Mm-hmm. Very likely they live together in downtown New York. Most certainly they live in a private house with no servants to pry in their affairs.
3: Oh, some ordinary people who live in a private house in downtown New York. How
2: much as there well look up Martians in the classified section of the phone book? There's one other lead which might help you. What's that? They would be almost certain to subscribe to every conceivable type of newspaper, scientific journal, and foreign language publication. Now, that might be something.
3: Okay, Mr. Grafius, it's a deal. Excellent.
2: I shall contact you tomorrow.
1: Boss, here's an address takes everything from PIC magazine to the Manchester Guardian. Here, listen to this here. Pick, look, Scientific America, the Daily News, The uh, Daily Worker, the Police Gazette, Journal of Engineering, a Scientific Quarterly, America Psychiatric Journal. Let me see that. Yeah.
3: Oh, Doolin, and Sometimes I wonder. What is the address on this? Well,
1: it's uh nine West Hundred Twenty Fourth Street.
3: Which happens to be the Harlem branch of the New York Public Library. Uh. Now, listen, Noodle Brain, what we're
1: looking for is a private house. Ah, boss, what is the sense of all this? You know there ain't no Martian embassy in New York. This
3: frackpot is paying us $100 a day, and we've got to keep him happy. Do you understand? Yes. Also, I have a hunch that Mr. Grafius is not looking for any Martian embassies. He is looking for something quite different. So we are going to find it for him.
1: it, It's right down there, number 108. Nobody comes out, nobody goes in. I asked around. You haven't been blabbing around the neighborhood that we're looking for the Martian embassy, have you? <laughs> Boss, I'm stupid, but I ain't that stupid. Uh, who'd you talk to? I struck up what you might call a casual acquaintanceship with those two girls standing with the baby carriages up the street. That cute one is real cute. Uh, look, Doolin, don't try to do anything intelligent, all right?
3: Just keep walking up and down, see? Check. Mm. I'm going back to the office to meet
1: Rafi. I'll see you later, boss. <whistles> Hiya, beautiful.
4: Hiya, flatfoot.
1: <laughs> Name is Dolan, honey. Iron Man Dolan.
4: Your line is getting rusty, Iron Man.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> help me, honey. If I'm feeding you a line, may the heavens open up and strike me dead. Hey, what's that?
3: Look out! I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, Mr. Grunius. Thank you. But I've had to do in casing our first lead for a week now. It's a house down in Greenwich Village, privately rented, number 108 Conklin Street. Nobody seems to know anything about who lives there, except that they subscribe to every paper and scientific journal put out. Also, there's a radio antenna on the roof.
2: Oh, you don't suppose your Mr. Doolan will try to get inside the house? If uh, this place is the Martian Embassy... Oh, no, no, no,
3: don't worry. Doolan can take care of himself. I'll he... oh, stop with him now. Excuse me. Hello. Yeah, speaking. Doolan? Yeah, he works for me. What? No. No, I can't think of any. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll... I'll be right down. Okay, Lieutenant, yeah. Yeah, right away. Something the matter? Doolin is dead, Mr. Gratius. All right, come on, we... Get a cab. I have to identify the body. No, Lieutenant.
0: I'm Broderick. Oh, uh, uh, there's your boy, Broderick. Anybody see it? A maid pushing a baby carriage. We can't seem to get any sense out of her. You
3: mind if I talk to her? Hanson, this guy wants to ask the girl a few questions.
4: Please. I told you what I saw. How many times I got to tell you? Look,
3: miss. The dead man was a personal friend of mine. Would you tell me what happened?
4: Helen and I were standing in front of Rathman's candy store up on the corner. We both had the babies out. He said hello. and joked a little. Then and he... What happened? It's too awful. No, please. Well... First, he squashed, and then a stone fell on him.
3: Did you repeat that?
4: They don't believe me, but Helen saw it, too. Saw what? First, he squashed, and then it fell on him. He was mashed flat before it even hit him.
3: Now, look. That's the story, Broderick.
4: Please, let me alone. (laughs) Let me go home. I told you what I saw, now let me alone. Let me alone.
2: Did you learn anything, Mr. Broderick? I don't know. May I ask, what do you intend doing?
3: Well, as soon as the cops clear out and this place quiets down, Little Broderick is going to pay a personal call on the Martian embassy. Or whatever number 108 is. (coughs) My name is Broderick. I represent the Manhattan Child Adoption Center. We're soliciting funds and clothing for stranded and unadopted children. Uh, I won't you come
5: inside?
3: Well, we don't usually. Oh, we...
5: nonsense. I'm old enough to be your grandmother. <coughs> Besides, my son Lauren is working at home. A son? Oh, he's a bibliographer. He writes summaries of articles and books from scientific journals and publications for libraries and universities.
3: Oh, I see.
5: Uh, Sit down, Mr. Broderick. Let me pour you a cup of tea. Oh, thank you.
3: Well, you know, I'm uh, I'm not much of a tea drinker, but... uh, seems to have a, a, a strange taste. Oh,
5: it's my own recipe. Uh
3: huh. Well, I think that I'd better be running along well, now. You
5: haven't finished your tea, Mr. No, Patrick.
3: No, no, really. I'm, I feel a little sunny. I,
5: I'll call Lauren.
3: No, 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 no. Sorry, right, I'm leaving. I I'm just feel kind of dizzy.
5: I'm sure Lauren would uh, like to hear about the adoption center. I'll call him. No,
1: don't no, bother. No, oh, but I, I
5: must. Besides, you aren't well. Tea. Lauren.
1: I've got to get out.
5: Lauren! Lauren, hurry!
1: Look out. Get out of my way.
5: No, no. You must stay.
4: Yes, Mother.
5: You
3: drug my teeth. You let go of my
4: arm. Lauren! Let go! No! I've
1: got to get out the front door. Open. Open. What happened?
5: The other one, that Broderick, he was here. I drugged his tea.
6: He got away?
5: He was suspicious. (laughs) Fool! Idiot! Go after
6: him! Risk another murder on our doorstep. Are you insane? But he suspects. Well, we'll have to take our chances. We'll have to think of some other way.
5: If he goes to the authorities... Oh, they'll laugh at him. How did they find out?
6: I don't know how. But I'm certain someone else sent them. Who? I don't know. I'm afraid to let myself think. It might be... It just might be them.
1: got to get help,
3: oh, oh, look out, Miss! Please, all right,
7: Miss, we'll take care of them. Come along, Mister. (coughs) I'm going to give you a break and take you back to the wife and no, kids. No, no, you can't. I'm sick. Sick, is it? What's the matter? I'm drugged. They drugged
3: me.
1: Who drugged you? The number 108, the Martian. Who? The Martian. 108, the Martian Embassy.
7: Well, I've seen them with pink elephants, no. rabbits, and mice, but you're the first one that's got Martians. Oh, no, it's true, I tell you. Ah, come along. Listen, listen don't. Take
3: me back there. They'll kill me. I, I've got to make you understand.
7: Here, here I'll help you up the steps. What, listen
3: my name. My name is Broderick. I'm, I'm a private dick. We'll find I'm, out
7: about this. No.
3: Oh. Here, don't try any tricks. Oh, officer, listen. Please.
1: I'll give you anything. A thousand dollars. Please. Listen. For God's sake. Listen. Listen.
5: Yes, officer? Oh, why, Broderick.
7: You know this look, Granny.
5: Oh, why, that's my son, Broderick.
7: Oh, no, she's Martian. He's in pretty bad shape. You better get him to bed.
5: Oh, dear, and he was doing so well at the Alcoholic Society. He must have gotten off
7: again. Looks like he's ready to pass out. Brothers.
5: Lauren, <clears throat> Lauren. What is it, Mother? Oh, Broderick. Your brother, Broderick, has been drinking again. No,
7: officer, please. My I- God, I- uh. He's passed out. Oh, I'll take
6: care of him, officer. We've handled this sort of thing before. Can you manage okay? We'll be fine.
7: Thank you.
5: Oh, you've been very kind, officer.
7: Nothing at all, Granny. I know how it is with these Alkies. Well, I'll be seeing.
3: Oh, Martian embassy. Martian. Oh, oh, my head.
6: (laughs) Our Mr. Broderick is regaining consciousness, Mother. What?
3: (laughs) What happened? I
6: can't get up. Do not struggle, Mr. Broderick. It would be impossible for you to rise from that chair. The pressure from this ray will keep you there.
3: Ray. Who? Who are you?
6: Well, you've already guessed, Mr. Broderick. You mean this really has the... the Martian embassy? Yes. Yes, you have the honor to be the first prisoner of the imperial government of Mars. First prisoner? Yes. After the invasion, of course, you will all be our prisoners. What sort of nonsense is this? No nonsense, Mr. Broderick. As your people will soon find out. Our preparations for invasion are nearly completed now. As soon as we give this signal, our armed forces will launch a surprise attack. And then the earth will be ours. Are you crazy? Oh, not half as mad as you, Mr. Broderick. To come muddling so foolishly into our affairs. It was a mistake, Mr. Broderick. A fatal mistake. So Doolan's death was no accident, then, huh? <laughs> Assuredly not. We found it necessary to use a pressure ray on your friend. The block of concrete was an afterthought. We thought it, it might help to divert suspicion.
3: All right. So what happens now?
6: If you cooperate, you can look forward to a quick, painless death. Like your friend, Mr. Doolan. If not, Well, this pressure ray has many delicate adjustments. It can move a pin, or it can crush a boulder. Let me demonstrate. (coughs) No! You see, Mr. Broderick, as if (sighs) an invisible vice were crushing you. What do you want? The name of your client. We are interested in knowing who is so anxious to locate the Martian embassy. The names of my clients
2: are confidential.
1: Oh! Oh! oh.
2: Well?
1: Oh. All right! I... Oh. All right!
6: Turn it off, Mother. Mr. Broderick has seen the wisdom of
1: speech. Oh. Oh.
3: His name is Graffius. Graffius. Yes.
5: An unusual name for an Earthman.
3: Describe him. Well, I, I, I don't think I really can. I. Oh!
1: Describe him. Oh. He's tall.
3: The big forehead, about sixty. Where's? glasses. Miss bald.
5: Lauren, it sounds like one of them. Yes.
6: Mm, yes, it does. Contact the planet. Tell him we suspect that our plans are known. Ask for an acceleration of the invasion day. At once. What about me? Oh, oh I am sorry, Mr. Broderick. But I'm afraid you'll know too much now. In exactly five seconds, you will feel the full impact of the ray which faces you I would suggest that you relax and meet your fate calmly. No, no, no! Wait a minute! Yes, you will feel no pain. Just a word of force crushing you. Yes, but listen. Five. But you, uh, you can't do this. Four. It, it isn't human. Yes, I know. We're not human. Three. Yes, but do you No. One. Mother in heaven. Now. Two. It. It didn't work. Well, sir, something has happened. The magnetic
2: field is dead. Stand back from the pressure, April. <laughs> it will not function anyway. I have decontrolled your field.
5: Lauren! Lauren is one of them! They have found us!
2: Did you think we wouldn't?
5: And you now. are free
3: to move now, Mr. Pyle. Look, I don't know how you got in here, Grafius, but stick around. These babies are really Martians, just like you said. They're planning to invade the Earth and take over.
2: There will be no invasion. All right, you keep these characters covered. I'll get the police. There will be no need for the police. I intend to handle them myself. But, Grafius, the police will want Do to... Do not call the police. I don't get it. You fool of an Earthling.
6: Don't you realize with whom you are dealing? The invasion of Earth by Mars will be like child's play compared
3: with... What...
4: Holy mackerel.
3: They're just
2: flattened out. Yeah, like your friend, Mr. Doolin. Oh, I detest the use of violence where the intellect can rule. But unfortunately, the Martians are a threat to us and must be destroyed so that we can proceed with our own plans. What plans? Naturally, you wouldn't comprehend. Wait a minute.
3: There are some things here that I do understand. A second ago, that pressure array didn't work. Now you're using it like it was a toy. Now did you get in here, anyway. Who are you? Another one of these Martians?
2: No, Mr. Broderick. I happen to be a Venusian. A what? A representative of the planet of Venus. You're crazy. Not at all. Martian invasion would be like child's play compared to ours. The Martians would simply have conquered and enslaved your people. We Venusians intend to exterminate you completely. And I suppose that you were going to start by knocking me off. Now, On huh? the contrary, you are free to leave any time you please. Leave? Yes.
3: Are you kidding? I I know your plans, the invasion. I can go Hell the police? <laughs> go
2: ahead. What? Huh? Why don't you try it, brother? Because the minute I turn my back, you're going to let me have it. Suppose you try it and see. I have no interest in stopping you. Go ahead. Run to the police. Tell them anything you like.
3: All right, Buster, you ask for this. I'm alive. You let me go.
7: Yeah, yeah. Where do you think you're running to? Officer, listen to me. Oh, it's you again. The one with the Martians. Listen, listen, that story is true. You've got to believe me. You've absolutely got to believe me. They're
3: inside that house. Inside number 108. He killed them. Who killed them? Gathias, the
7: leader of the Venusian invasion. Venusian invasion. Look, they're going to take over the Earth. Listen to me. Go in that house. Martians, now Venusians. Okay, brother, I've heard enough. Your baddie is a bed bug. Come along. Please, where are you taking me? Bellevue Psychiatric Ward, my friend. Come on. No, but you. Come along. You
1: don't understand. Why are you such a fool? Let go of me.
3: There's going to be an invasion. The Venusians are going to invade us. Why don't you listen to me? Why don't you listen?
0: You have just heard X-1 presented by the National Broadcasting Company in cooperation with Street and Smith, publishers of astounding science fiction. Tonight, by transcription, X-1 has brought you The Embassy by Donald A. Wolheim, adapted for radio by George Lefferts. Featured in the cast were John Larkin, Tao Goetz, Bill Zuckert, Audrey Blum, Virginia Payne, Clark Gordon, Jack Orison, and Reese Taylor. Your announcer, Fred Collins. X-Minus One was directed by Dan Sutter and is an NBC Radio Network production. This is
7: the NBC Radio Network.